welcome to Talks with the Feminine with Annie Taylor. This podcast explores the many ages, stages and facets of the feminine journey. Through discussions with many different and amazing women, I seek to uncover a glimpse of what it truly means to identify as a girl or woman in today's social climate. Thank you for stopping by to invest in this discussion. Welcome to Talks with the Feminine. I'm Annie Taylor and we have Abby joining us again. Hello. Yay. She's joined us to um, talk through my birth story, I guess. Yes, very yeah. exciting. Ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> I feel like there's been all these people that I wanted to share it with and I haven't unpacked it because I'm like, it's fine. You can, <laughs> you can listen to me talk about it later. Good. Yeah, I've been hanging out for this for the last two weeks. Have you? Cool. Yeah, That's I'm good. I'm dying to hear the story, but I don't want to hear it prematurely. I want to wait for the for the, for the right moment yeah that is good I think if we'd talked through this in detail before now you'd, you'd be like oh yeah and when you said this like, yeah so uh, it doesn't flow as well no I wouldn't. <laughs> if the other person already knows it's like yeah I already story. knew that yeah so yeah okay so where to begin I'm gonna let you kind of well, I thought we could way. start by talking about your pregnancy, this pregnancy, and how it was compared to your others. Yeah, so the first thing that comes to mind is long. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty funny, like, you know, you were saying uh, that your partners even thought that it was long. Oh my gosh, yeah. My from husband afar. was like, I, I mentioned something about you, and he's like, how is Annie going? She's had that baby, yeah? What'd she have? And I'm like, she hasn't had the baby. No. And he's like, what? That's going on forever. And then I, even my sister, who I don't like go and visit very often, which is shameful, but I was mm. visiting her and I was like, oh, my friend Annie's going to have her baby soon. She's like, is she still pregnant? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. She goes, that's the world's longest pregnancy. Yes, except she it wasn't. She must be on tier four. felt like it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, you've always said your pregnancies have felt quick. Oh, they flew past. Uh, yeah, mine have always felt like I was like, and you and I were pregnant at the same time with our yep. second babies, and you were like, "Wow, this is going really fast," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> well, normally <laughs> I find not... that other people's pregnancies go fast too. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, that nine months went really fast. Yeah. I can't believe they've got another baby. But yours in particular, this oh, was god, long. It felt I felt so it. Long. My husband felt it. My sister felt it. Everybody, <laughs> I think, <laughs> has ever distance. known you. Felt oh, it. Yeah. And you know, it was, I mean, it wasn't an abnormally long pregnancy or anything, but I just, it felt so long. And I think probably the isolation in the last kind of two-ish, two and a half months of it. Yeah. Yeah. That did not help. That really slowed it down. Yeah. Because everything was so slow. Yeah. And do you know what I was thinking back to when I was at Seven Sisters, which was in the middle of March and I was so tired mm. at that festival. I was standing in the queue for a crepe at one point and I was like, oh, oh, I need to sit down. I'm so exhausted. And I was only like, I don't know, 28 weeks or something at that stage. So I'm like, oh. It's hard with the third, isn't it? You feel the exhaustion so much sooner. Like when yeah. you think back to your first pregnancy. Oh, it was nothing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, and that's not to say that's the case for everybody because I know some people have really hard pregnancies mm. generally and certainly for their first it can be a shock to the system but not mine. I was no. like... It's fine. I felt tired, but not like by the third, I'm like, I didn't know what tired was. No, that's (laughs) right. Think of all that sitting down that you did after work. And the naps. 
Yeah. The long, luxurious afternoon naps. Oh, and <laughs> I used to, because my body keeps me up at the end of my pregnancies, mostly, mm. especially the first and this one, the third one. Um, so uh, with, with my first, I'd be like, I'd still be up at 1am and I'd be like, this is fine. And then I'd sleep in until 11 or whatever on the weekends because which would be lovely it's fine (laughs) who cares you know nothing else to do that's it (laughs) I have you know well I had you know paperwork but that's fine you know I've been doing that five years anyway or 10 or however long it was at that point and then to then um get to this one I'd be still up at one and then the kids would get me up at six or seven I was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) I was so tired but um yeah, it's just like, it's just that bone tired, you know, your whole body is just like, no, nah, I can't, like, yeah. Um, and this pregnancy was certainly like that, especially from that 28-ish, probably even a couple of weeks, 26, 27 weeks. I was just like, oh my God, I can't wait until I'm at the end of, the- I think maybe the fact that I was so eager to get to the end of the pregnancy yeah. made it even longer. I was like, yeah, because my other pregnancies, I kind of probably enjoyed them more. In the, I was I wanted to enjoy this one because I I was like this is the last one, so I yeah. I want to savor it and be really in it. Um, but big part of me was just like I'm I just want to meet my baby though. Yeah, <laughs> um, I know what you mean. Yeah, and um, and I did all this, you know, kind of um, like this pregnancy for me was more about. Um, working on myself to kind of get to a place where I thought I'd be um, in a positive headspace and have this kind of direction with where I was going with this kind of new phase of of mothering and and life in general. Okay. Um, so I kind of like that's kind of how I viewed, especially the end of this pregnancy. Um, but that was a lot of work too. <laughs> yeah. So by the end, I'm like, even though it was like really well worth it, it was also like, I'm actually like, I'm ready now. Can I have my <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It felt really long. I can't even, I think maybe it's because it went over a, um, um, in between two years as well. Maybe that's the other reason it felt. Oh uh, yeah. Maybe. You know, like my other babies were all born in the, really the first half of the, like, the start bit of the year so like a new year would come and then you'd have a baby Mm. but this was like a new year has come now wait six months (laughs) that first part of the year like january february normally fly don't they like after christmas you're like oh i can't believe yeah you know two months in yes so having a baby in that time is it's like it's fine yeah Yeah. exactly before you know it the baby's here that's it but (laughs) no june is far away from january (laughs) um and you she turned up at the start of june um so, yeah, I should, well, you know, you're going to get a little bit of baby coughing and <laughs> and talking, I think, <laughs> in this particular recording, but that's okay. It might be quite nice. Every now and again, she's going to go <laughs> at us. I'm just going to have my boob out for like the whole time and we'll, <laughs> we'll push through. And um, this is why it's a podcast and not a video. That's exactly right. I'm probably okay without the... Um, awkward video-ness of it all <laughs> uh, but mind you I feel like my neighbors are just 
seen me walking around with my boob out for the whole week. Like, I know. Oh, well. it's, you just sort of go, oh, everyone's seen them by now anyway. So Who what's cares? Yeah. yeah, that's it. Exactly. I just don't care anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose that's been that pregnancy and, and really, you know, the last few weeks were really challenging in that we were still in isolation yeah. by and large. And um, I think, you know, I was, I, was, I was really tired and really ticked off, but also I just kept having um, like false starts and pre-labor and yeah. it was like every single night was, um, you know, oh, it looks like it's going to happen tonight. And then I'd wake up in the morning and it had all stopped. Mm. And there was one night where it was really looking good. And then um, my my sister came to look after my kids just in case. Yeah. And when she got here, it just all just stopped. It was just – and I was so ticked off because I'd got yeah. her all the way here to look after the kids. She ended up staying for the week and helping me a bit, which was kind of nice. Um because she'd, she'd taken a bit of um, – well, she'd organised to take a bit of time off work to help me, mm. which was very, very kind of yeah, her. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, but, and it actually worked out well because because of all this COVID crap, she was required to take a certain amount of time off. Oh, that's good. By her job anyway, so it kind of all coincided really well. But, that worked um, out perfectly. Yeah, it did. But in the end, like, you know, she and my mum actually took my bigger kids for a few days – um, to their house just to give me a break because yes. I was just like, oh, my God. Um, the pre-labor in that third pregnancy or subsequent pregnancies can just yeah. be brutal, can't it? I was going to say because I had it with Nadi as well, yeah. my second, but not um, not as not as much as this and mm. not not for as long as this. Yeah. Um, but, like, I knew – that's the trouble too. I'm a bit <laughs> – You know too I much. I know too much. <laughs> So I kind of knew that, that that's what was going on, but that I but then I was kind of getting exhausted and second guessing myself a little in terms of, um, you know, oh god, am I going to know when this actually is going to start? Because yes. I keep and because some people say, around. you know, yeah. oh, I thought it was just pre labor, and then an a hour later, baby I had a baby. happened. Yes, and, and that's go, the sort of maybe thing that could happen to me this time. I yeah. don't know. Each one's different. Yeah, that's it. And my poor husband, he was just. Like <laughs> living on edge. <laughs> well, yeah, because he just kept thinking it was gonna happen. He's like, it could happen anytime. I don't know, and he kept sort of being like, should I be at work? Should I not be at work? I don't know where. I'm, when am I supposed to call midwives and stuff? Mm. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I guess um, that's the good thing about because you had organised a home birth. Yeah, you didn't have to worry about going to the hospital if you went yeah, into labour. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so there was that. There was that. <laughs> And I've thought about it since and, like, reflected on uh, how the birth unfolded mm. and, um, like, uh, apart from all the other reasons that I'll get into in a minute, but um, not going to the hospital ended up being good in the sense that being around people seemed to stall my labour mm. and I just don't know what would have even happened if I would have. Do you know what? I don't even think I would have made it. Which um, Bella, who does my placenta encapsulation, yes, yeah, she said that to me really? early in my pregnancy. She sent me a message when I when I booked with her. She said, "Oh look, the chances of you get into that hospital are pretty slim." Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
oh, well, we'll see. <laughs> it's like, and at the time I was like, mm, I'm kind of hoping I can have a baby at home anyway. So see how that goes. Mm. Um, Which I think for you is probably a good choice considering you have relatively fast labors or you have had previously. Mm, yeah. Having mm. an actual planned home birth was probably quite It was safe. more my thing. Yeah. You know, like- well, and it... And also for James, I think it was that. Like, I don't think he felt in the first place that comfortable with the idea of having an unattended um, home birth. Yes. Like, yeah. I really he, – he needed the support of um, of midwifery-led care, uh, uh, you know, throughout the pregnancy and yeah. – um, like, and, and – in theory, at the birth. So he sort of, I think if I'd been like, oh, I'll just do it on my own, he would have been like, are you insane? We mm. can't do that. We need some actual. And I kind of get it. I'd like it would have, um, to have planned to do it with no one would have been stressful for us. Yeah. For some people it's not like, it's like it takes all the stress away. But for us it would have been like, ooh, like it would have been a point of contention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, once we figured out, how to pay for it because <laughs> um, that was you know we've talked about it before we that was one of the deciding factors yeah well, early on we weren't we weren't going to well early in the pregnancy I was like I think that's what I want to do and it was a funny thing because James kind of didn't he hadn't grasped that I'd had difficulties and issues with my last um, birth in the in the form of my third stage not going very well. So I kind of think, um, you know, he was a bit like, oh, okay, I see why this is a thing you might want to do. Mm. And then we were like, mm, but I thought, you know, this is all this, you know, I thought I would do lots of work on myself and get all ready for where I was going to go with this birth. Yeah. And I thought I'm going to get myself really um, lined up to advocate for myself if I need to. Like, That's right. Yeah, we talked mm, about that, I think, yeah. in the previous podcast about that, advocating. Yeah, I was like... Whether you're going to take that on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I'd, I'd had that all in my head and then all this COVID shit happened and um, I think it was actually James in the end, he came home and he was like, you should just... I think we should revisit the home birth thing. Mm. Um I don't like the idea of us being in a hospital right now because he, he was a bit mm. like, that's where germs live. It is. That's I don't want to go there. That's where the germs go. <laughs> yeah. That's where they go to, to manifest. <laughs> I was like, and, and he was really um, on top of all the coronavirus stuff well before I was, well before the news seemed to be. He was mm. all over it. He'd been watching all the global concern around it and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh. Oh, all right. And I kind of just went along with it. And then when he came home and he's like, yeah, no, nah, I think maybe we should be going back to home birth. Mm. And it was, it was like, a, it happened to coincide with an appointment at the hospital where I'd been really unhappy with the midwife that we had. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like the one before her was lovely mm. um, at an appointment. And then um, this one I saw at my, it must've been my 28 week appointment. Um, even though I think I was 29 weeks by then. 
Um, and she just she just rubbed me the wrong way. She couldn't find any of my tests or any of my scans. She couldn't find anything. So she wanted me to go back and do them all again so she could then find them. And what? Yeah, no. I know every medical person I've spoken to since then was like, why why didn't she ring the like the labs and and find them like why would yeah. she just give you more scripts to do all this again and that's bizarre I know and I was like seriously what is this and when James was asking her stuff about COVID she was just really vague and all over the shop and I like the whole, by the time I left I was like so <laughs> ticked off this is exactly what I don't want from my maternity care and that's not to say that everybody gets that at at a hospital but it's just like it's rolling the dice yeah yeah it was like maybe I'm winding up with her I don't want her and then I'll have to be like get me someone else <laughs> yes you person. don't want to be that person but you also don't want to be the person who's stuck with her yeah and to be honest as I say I wasn't going to be that person this oh. time and previously I would have been I would have been like I don't want to like rock the boat yeah I'll just make it work it'll yep. be fine I'll push through <laughs> I think a lot of us do that yeah that's be okay that's right and I'm like no I've stepped well out of that <laughs> that particular box. Yeah, well past now. That. <laughs> yeah, took took a lot of work, but I'm like, no, I can't, I can't be that anymore. I have to actually start um, uh, asking for the stuff that I want and need. Mm-hmm. I can't just be like, oh, just hope it'll work out for me. Yeah, you know. So, which again, this pregnancy was a big part of that. But um, <laughs> this child's unconscious on me. <laughs> um. She's got a little mouth hanging open yeah, it's and everything. Hilarious. It's very sweet. <laughs> it's very She's distracting. Like, oh. And I, yeah, I know. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna put my shirt on because she'll wake up. As and that'll you do, ruin it. they're like, oh, I was using that babe. Yeah. So where's my milk? Girl? Don't go away. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I feel like I've yeah. seen a meme on that. There's like a little comic, and the baby wakes up and is like. I fell asleep and suddenly the boob is gone. I don't yeah. understand this They system. get very unhappy about that. They I do. just used to sit with my boob out too. Like if I put it away, that's when they'll want more. Yep, pretty <laughs> much. I'm like, it's fine. I'll just, yeah. Anyway, I digress. I like. I was like, um, but yeah, so we ended up going back to the midwives who we had originally seen. Um, and uh, one of them had got me to, in the early days of my pregnancy, read... Um, uh, give, uh, giving birth like a feminist I think that's what it's called It's by Millie Hill And it's um, well worth a read Oh I remember you mentioning that Yeah Yeah, And um, anyway she and I This midwife and I were just on the We, we clicked very early <laughs> um, And she had some So she, she was sort of Recently out of the hospital system Oh okay So she's got some fairly strong opinions about physiological birth and the value of physiological birth, which, which is perfect worked for me because that's what I wanted. Mm. I was like, that that's that's what we're going for here. I want the thing where nobody has to get involved unless they have to get involved, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Um, and that previously when people had tried to manage me, uh, it, you know, it just didn't work out, mm. you know. So, um, so yeah, that really lined up. And then uh, the other midwife that we booked she had sort of it was funny she had a very different energy because she was much more experienced at you know she'd been doing private home birth for a really really long time and um and had also worked in midwifery as in general for a really really long time so did Um, they come 
together so, as a package or yeah so yeah so they yeah. knew each other and they were happy to work together yeah so cool. they i went through melbourne midwifery collective and oh, all of cool. those midwives know each other and and work together depending on where they live mm-hmm. um that makes a difference for who they most often work with yeah but the two that i had 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 worked with each other previously and other midwives as well for different reasons but um my primary midwife had sort of said, oh, you know, I work quite well with oh, this that's other good. one. That's good. Um, so, you know, maybe if you're interested, maybe you want to ring her and find out if she kind of clicks with you as well. And mm-hmm. if not, I'll suggest someone else. But, you know, um, and that that really went very well. It was actually one of those funny things where I, I clicked so much with the first one that I thought the second – um, midwife I interviewed, I was like, well, it can be whoever, it's fine, because I've already got this one that I really like. And then I I liked the other one just as much, uh, but good. for completely different reasons. Um, but she was just very chill um, and very knowledgeable, which was really great. Yeah, that's very comforting, I think, in that mm. sort of a situation. It was really, who knows their stuff? And it was really nice to know them. Mm. Um and to know who's going to be there. Mm. I always found that really nerve-wracking at mm. the public hospital. You meet a lot of lovely midwives, but on the day, you don't know who you're going to get. And on the day, all three of my births, mm. or the last one, I knew one of the midwives. Well, but there the you other go. two, I'd never fine. met the others. Yeah, no, I, I don't even know if the ones – you know, I went through team midwifery for my mm. first two. I don't know if either of them were on – the, the team, as it were, because mm. certainly my first birth happened so quick, I think I just got whoever yes. was there, yeah. which, fair enough, but it was like, I've, I'd, I don't know, I'd never seen them before. They were actually really good, those those two. They were quite young um, midwives and they were fantastic. They were very, mm. you know, up-to-date on their evidence-based care and everything else. So they were really great. Um, and then the, ne- the next one, yeah, it was – all over the shop and had all these different people and couldn't figure out the people who I liked left and blah, it's just yeah you just don't know who you're gonna no wind up with and yes yeah, yeah, so I think it would no. have been lovely to know who having the whole time the whole way through yeah well at least from you know midway through my pregnancy until yeah. um she was born um and it was also just things like in the actual because they do, you know, they do antenatal appointments, but one of the appointments is uh, like a birth plan meeting, and they oh, nice. both come because usually you sort of alternate. You might see one and then the other, and then swap back and forth. Mm. Um, and they come to your house, but um, with uh, the birth plan one, they both come to your house and you talk through for a sort of more extended period um, everything that you're hoping for your birth experience because, Mm. you know, even if you are birthing, like birthing at home, yeah, it does suggest that you want to have potentially a physiological approach to birth, although you don't always have to have it that way. Mm. Um, But also it's – it and it also suggests that you're probably not that concerned about having um, medical pain relief. Um, But it's still like – everybody's home birth and everybody's birth and everybody's hospital birth and accidental highway birth and every other sort of cesarean birth, everything Mm. is always going to want to look a different way. Mm. Um, And I mean, 
to me, it's like that's that's the point, <laughs> really, of of people having good birth support is to have um, to be supported for the thing that you want, even if it looks completely different to what people expect for you to want. Yeah. But nonetheless, it was you know it was really good to talk through my experiences with them and be like, this is what I want to do, um, and and why. And they were very much like, you know, things like. Um, they would talk me through, you know, um, the reasons why we would need to transfer to a hospital if that was the case. And they'd be like, look, we don't, we don't want to do that. Mm. We want you to know that we don't want to do that. And, you know, things like if you have a, um, a significant bleed or anything after Mm -hmm. your baby's born, we don't really want to give you synthetic oxytocin. Mm -hmm. But if that's the case, we're going to need to do it. Yeah. So if we ask you if we can give it to you, it's because we're in a situation where we don't really have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> because if we had a choice, we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I didn't want it. Um, mm. I think it would be different for someone who was like, oh, well, I want the oxytocin. Thanks very much. Mm. Um but I didn't. So <laughs> I was like, please, can we get a, away without that this time? Um, so, yeah, so it was really good. They they were very clear on how it was all going to yeah. play out. So, yes. So, I don't know. I feel like I've gone round and round. But, um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I still had people saying to me, you know, whoa, this is like a really big deal that you're having a baby at home. Um, you know, I think it feels like a big deal to, mm. I know it felt like a big deal to me because I was like, what if something goes wrong, then what happens? Mm. Or what if halfway through labor, you decide, actually, I want the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> then I would have gone to hospital. Yeah. That's all there is to it. I mean, it would have been annoying because that's the other thing about COVID is that, you know, like I really wanted my birth photographer slash doula, um, to be there. And I'd already booked her, paid for her, was very keen, had had beautiful photos done of, of Nadi's birth yep. um, and really wanted beautiful photos for this birth. And even though it probably sounds a little bit self-indulgent, when they started saying, well, you can have one support person at the hospital mm. um, and we're not going to be letting doulas and other support people, even though, you know, especially in the case of doulas, I sort of think um, – they're not, they're not a support person in the same way that your partner is a support person. No, I think they're quite a. That's quite a. What's the right word? Like critical sort of support person that you need. Yeah, it's not your husband, your mother, and your sister, and your sister-in-law. And you're having come. all of your people, yeah, yeah, from your family. Yeah, it's someone who you've employed to specifically. Yeah, if you've paid them to be there, then I think they should be, well, you know, yeah. like a support person. Well, because some people yeah. pay a private midwife to come as well. That's right, and that was the thing was that if we'd got there. If, if I'd said I want to go to the hospital or I needed to, mm. my private midwives would not have been able to come either or my photographer because they would have said, Do no, you, you can have one per- – well, more than likely, unless mm. we got someone who was really sympathetic to the cause yes. of having her there. Um, yeah, by and large, most hospitals at that point were not mm. – I think, you know, it started to change now, I should say, a lot of places. I know the Royal Women's is allowing to now and – 
I'm pretty sure Frankston is if you put in a, a request or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I just I was like I just don't want to stuff around with that. Yeah, you don't <laughs> so want there to be any extra stress. Yeah, but I but if I'd wanted to go to the hospital or if an emergency had happened, mm. that's what I would have done. I would have gone there anyway. Um, but and I understand people think home birth is um, more dicey than hospital birth. But for me, like, first of all, the studies have shown that for low-risk women, the safety and the outcomes for mother and baby are pretty much exactly the same. Mm. Um, but the other thing is that for me, the rate of intervention in a hospital setting is is so much higher. The, the risk of that being the case is so much higher and more significant than, um, than at home. Mm. And like I, I was saying to a friend of mine, like, we were talking. She's she's also pregnant. Well, she we're both pregnant at the same time, but she's still pregnant, and I'm not. Um, <laughs> but she was sort of saying, you know, some of the things that she was nervous about, and she's a first time mum, so a lot of it's you know, yeah. the unknown, yes. worried about the unknown yeah. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I was sort of like, and I think I surprised her a bit because I was a bit like, well, the bits that I'm. Was <laughs> a baby talking? Um, the bits that I'm worried about are that people are going to want to. Um, intervene mm-hmm. or or um I don't want anything done to me I just want to be able to have my baby and be left in peace a yeah. bit um because I know I can do it I don't actually need um and considering the fact that I didn't want any intervention um last time and I ended up being coerced into it yeah I just didn't want to have to deal with that crap mm-hmm. um it's not to say that I it would have definitely happened, but I just didn't like that as a risk factor. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's a bigger risk and more of a stress to me than um, than an emergent situation. Yeah. Um, and I, because, you know, well, I don't know. I very much trust birth. Mm-hmm. Like I very have a... Um, uh, I have a relationship with birth that's that's quite a, you know... I have faith in how it's going to work. Yeah. Um, even in the case where people do have, like, it can be unpredictable. Mm. It is unpredictable and it's not a thing you can control. But, you know, that applies no matter where you have your baby. Mm. So I was a bit like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even give it much thought, to be honest, the, the, the thing about, you know, something going horribly wrong. No. Other really? people seem to have given it a lot of thought on my behalf, but I don't remember thinking about it much. Oh, really? It's like, it's fine. I'll just have a baby. <laughs> just, I no, know. I, no, I... Yeah. You would have done. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. That's fine. I'm not yeah, really... It's just, yeah. Just different, I guess. And I think, too, like, particularly if you had experienced previously... Yeah, that's right. ...anything you know, going even slightly wrong, then you probably would have worried about it more. And I might not have wanted to have a home birth for my first, mm. which some people do mm. and good on them. But uh, because it was my third, I was like, mm. is this fairly predictable for me how this is kind of going to... Yeah, because your previous two were quite similar, weren't they? Yeah. In the sense that they progressed how they were supposed Relatively to. quickly and, and I recognise... Well, because I'd done all that education, I, I recognised what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um Whereas I suppose if I had been sort of blindsided by what was happening to me, like not understood it, yeah. um, then it might have been more stressful and therefore be a different experience. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I don't know. But 
For, for people who have home births with their first baby, like they must get really, I think they must get really well acquainted with um, their expectations, um, education around birth yes. and, and um, they must work so hard to have like a really strong plan with their midwives and they must have really clear expectations of if this happens though, I need to go to hospital. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Mm. Whereas I was a bit like, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> But it probably won't kind of thing. Um, and for people who have had like really traumatic experiences of birth because of emergencies happening mm. and not because of intervention, then I can see why they might be like, no, nah, it's not for me. Or they might have a very different looking expectation than I did and have mm. to work on different stuff to yeah. make it happen. Um, but I've been very surprised by how much um, – like in little chat groups and Facebook groups and things to do with home birth, uh, like yeah, on Facebook and things like the The thing that seems to rise up mostly is that the people who wanted to have home births tended to be people who had significant amounts of intervention that they didn't want, which... So they didn't so want to repeat that experience. Correct. Again. So they wanted to have a baby somewhere else where they had a more sort of what now felt like a more secure environment. Yeah, I can understand that. Mm. Absolutely. Anyway, I've crept on enough about that. So tell um, us about your labor. Tell us about this one. Yeah, I feel like I'm taking forever to get to it. But hello. So the pre-labor has finished. The pre-labor is finished <laughs> finally. It has oh kicked God. into actual labor. Oh, yes. <laughs> so um, I still was like, Ooh, I don't know. So like I – so my kids were at mum's. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was Monday and I – and they were supposed to come home on Monday. Yeah. And uh, my sister rang and she was like, look, you know, we were kind of thinking that we might go to the wildlife park tomorrow. Did you want us to keep them for just one more day? Like, mm. it's not, we don't mind. It's just a bit of a pain to have to drive them back now anyway and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, all right. I kind of went off and thought about it. And then James was like, um, yes. <laughs> Husbands Let are always like that. There. They're like, yeah. please just send the children away so yeah. we can sleep. <laughs> yes. And, you know, eat food in peace and yep. all sorts of stuff. Anyway, <laughs> we had a nice time for yeah. a couple of days just hanging out and waiting for this kid to turn up. And um, and it was so quiet, you know. Oh, the peace. It was so quiet. <laughs> Never been so quiet. But, I mean, I missed them, I have to say. But I, yeah, Of course. But it was very, like... Yeah, I I was very much like, this is a good space to be yeah. in. You know, like I kind of, in a way I'd envisioned them being at the birth. Yeah. But in reality, I think mm-hmm. I would have found it more of an impediment than, yeah. you know, I love looking at birth photos where people have their, their older kids there. I think it's yeah. just beautiful. But you don't but really it, envisage this crying because yeah. they're hungry and you're not giving them enough attention. Yeah. And the 50 million questions. And then, Mum, yeah. what are you doing? Mummy, what are you doing now? Yes. Mummy, are or you okay? getting stressed about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also in practice, it was just that, you know, when my sister was here, I felt like there was someone in my space. Oh, okay. And she really needed to be here to look after them. Yeah. Because I wasn't going to be able to do it. And like mm. everybody that has a birth at home where they their older kids are there and blah, 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 they seem to always have a support person for the kids, yeah. right? Because everybody else has an important job. That's right. To do. But 
when she like, and in theory, I was like, no worries, I'll just have my sister here, all cool. Um, and if she couldn't come, I had a friend lined up. Mm. And, um, but but in actual real world life, I was like, oh, like, no, it's oh, it was much better having them. Um, that you know have their nice day at the wildlife park yeah. while I was here having a baby. Yes. Um, but yeah, like Monday, I I I don't know. I I woke up and I was like, I just feel a bit mm, I don't know. And I thought this is something's happening here, and I didn't want to get my hopes up because I kept thinking that, and then it would not happen. But yeah. I was like, the kids aren't here, and I just feel like tidying up stuff. And I really and I had a bit of an emotional. Thing. like I was feeling a bit sad about some stuff and and then um it was literally like the day that you could start getting your eyebrows done and stuff <laughs> so I was like I'm gonna go to the shops I'm gonna like work this through but I was yep. thinking I'm feeling emotional and I'm feeling like tidying shit and going to the shops and getting stuff done and that's very like early not not pre-labor early labor yeah. stuff and nesting and all the rest of it so I was like mm, just keep an eye on this kind of thing and I've been having bloody contractions for weeks so <laughs> I'm walking around you know bayside shops having contractions all the time and I was like I mean <laughs> who knows right like this is good but it could be anything so but I felt good I felt like you know I'm getting some stuff done and I went and bought her a – well, I didn't know she was a she then, but I, I went and bought her a little um, bunny rug, thing, uh, like a, a snuggly thing because oh, yeah. the other two girls have their little snuggly things. And I was like, oh, she doesn't have one. I'm going to go and get one and get on top of this. And I did that and I bought her a little baby record book and um, got a few other – like did some actual Aldi shopping and all the rest yeah. that I hadn't done in bloody months because <laughs> my husband had done it for the whole time because he didn't want me to go to the shops he was like, COVID. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. It's fine. You stay home. And I'd be like, I can't even be bothered anyway. So you do it. But this was nice. I was like, yeah, yeah I get to go to Aldi. And um, so I did all that, came home, kind of blobbed. And then in the evening, I was like, oh, yeah, something's happening here. And I got in the bath and watched Two Weeks Notice with Hugh Grant. Oh, I love that movie. Yes. Oh, there you go. So good. Thank you. I was like, I just need something that's funny and a little bit romantic and get my oxytocin going, yep. right? Yep. And so I was sitting in the bath eating many Tim Tams, watching this Hugh Grant film. Yeah. Best day of your life. Yes. <laughs> had Clary Sage all over the house, right, in the bath. And I was, yeah, I was feeling pretty pretty happy because, you know, and because I wanted to birth in the bath. And with this pregnancy and with the last pregnancy, like all my pregnancies I've used meditation as a really kind of cornerstone of how I approach birth and, and pregnancy and labor and everything. But... Um, with the last two who were both born in water, I, um, I did a lot of that in the bath, just like getting into like oh, the yeah. water kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I was feeling pretty like, yeah, I'm really getting this. And like, I'd lost my mucus plug like the week before. Um, but when I got out of the bath, I had, um, I, and I'd felt it go in the bath, funnily enough. But uh, um, I had my show, which is oh, yeah, yeah. actually different, um, you know, so it was like blood and mucus mm. and stuff as opposed to like the actual plug. And I was like, oh, well, that's like a good sign because, mm. you know, I usually have that when I'm about to have a baby. Um, anyway, so I, and my, my husband was working, um, 
So, like, he was doing a night thing. And so I, I kind of messaged him and I was like, look, you know, I'm just thinking come home soon. And he'd had a message like that from me before in the previous few weeks. Um, or once, I think. Mm. And so he was sort of like, look, I don't want to, like, run home. <laughs> so he finished what he was doing and he and he packed up and he came home and he brought Macca's. Oh, nice. So I hadn't eaten anything. Um, because I was in the bath and I couldn't be asked to cooking. And so <laughs> this is junk food dinner. Oh, darling, we're talking. Um, so all that was good. Um, but then um, things had started. Once he got home, things started to sort of ramp up. I'd oh, been yeah. having these eight-minutely contractions and um, lasting for like, 30 to 40 seconds and I was like okay and then they started getting much closer together and getting longer and you know suddenly it was sort of four minutely and uh probably um closer to 50 seconds and I was like oh these are getting quite you know Mm -hmm. something's happening now right and so he was like look with that being the case I'm going to call the midwives and get them to come and I'm going to call Ashley, who was our photographer, and um, and they, you know, we'll get them to we'll get them to come down, and they all showed up at about eleven thirty, mm-hmm. um, and then everything just stopped. <laughs> it was just <laughs> like I shouldn't say stopped. It was still happening, mm-hmm. but it just slowed right down. Went back to eight minute lead contractions. They were ferocious but they were so far apart and I was so pissed off and I was trying everything to get them going again that I could think of but there were people in my space and I couldn't get out of my head about it and not only was I like when they got here um kind of put off Mm. by their presence but um which don't get me wrong they were lovely yeah 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 (laughs) but I just was like I was so happy on my own and I was so happy. I had a whole day of, you know, of the Monday being on my own, walking yeah. around, doing my own thing. And like James hadn't been here. It was all good. It was just me. I was enjoying that. And then there were all these people here and I was like, showtime. I'm really not ready for showtime. Um, so they, they were all here and um, – Ashley was walking around taking some photos and the midwives actually were in like my birth space, like in Mm. the room that I'd set up for that. And I asked James to get them to like go somewhere else in the house. I was like, I I don't even want them in there. And I went and hid in my room. I was like, I just can't. um, Because we had a lounge room set up to birth in because my, I actually originally wanted the birth pool in um, my bedroom, but there's just not enough room. Yeah. So... Um, and in pregnancy, I'd said to James, like, I'd really rather have it in the room because I don't, I feel like I'm going to be like, um, on display in this big, it is, it's a huge room. room. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that feeling. Yeah. And so we've ended up putting this couch here because we were trying to like block off some access to me and stuff. But like having people here, I was just like, 
oh man, no. <laughs> like, I just, and, um, Which is so funny for a third oh, birth, isn't it? Because you think maybe yeah. your first birth you might feel like that, but you think by the third time you've given birth in rooms full yeah. of people. That's it. Isn't no. that interesting for a home birth to be like, nah. No, I'd really rather just be on my own, please. Yeah, it was so like that. And then wow. I was doing positioning. I was doing spinning babies. I was doing meditation, uh, you know, um, I was uh, trying sideline positions, which is often where my contractions start. Yeah. Um, the sides awesome for getting contractions yeah. going. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I was just like, um, you know, it was Clary Sage coming out of every room. It was just, I, I was like, must get these contractions moving. Um, but it, it just... It, it, no, I laid. I went and lay down in bed to try and have a rest, and also to get this thing mm. on show on the road. And um, it was probably about three or three thirty. My primary midwife came in, and she's like, "Look, you know, we just kind of feel like you are under pressure with us here. That you're want, you're feeling like you need to perform." And I was. Mm. I was feeling like I'd put everybody out. I'd got them all here. Mm for this baby that now had decided she wasn't necessarily going to come right now. Yeah. And she said to me, oh, you know, like, I don't think this is another false start. I don't mm. want you to think that, that that's what's going on here because it's still going mm. and you're having significant contractions that go – they were like a minute long each, but they were oh. eight minutes apart. So – it was happening. And that feels like the longest minute enough. of your life. When that, do you know what yeah, I mean? Like you know yeah. it's only a minute. Yeah. But you're sitting there going, when will this minute end? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did, I did this thing. I did pregnancy yoga this time because um, everything else got shut that I usually do with Pilates and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so I was doing online um, oh. pregnancy yoga and it was really good. And um, Felicity, who's the woman who runs it in Mount Martha, she was – um, she gets um, people in her class to do this thing where they have to do something that's physically uh, exerting for a whole minute. So mm-hmm. like um, there was one where you had to put your arms out either side and like make little circles oh, with your hands. Oh, yeah, that's hands. in that um... – Yeah. Oh. It's in Juju Ju- yes. Sundin's thing. Yeah. yeah. And um, – or like do wall squats or something like that oh, okay. for, for a minute to give you an idea of what a minute mm-hmm. feels like. And I think that really helped me this time um, feel like the minute was actually shorter. Oh, that's awesome. So that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was just using breath work mainly. Mm. That was my main um, thing. And I had music and I had, you know, I was just chilling out while all this was going on. But I was still really frustrated because I felt like everyone had arrived for me mm-hmm. and now it was like I-, I felt like I was on a clock. Which yeah. is such a weird concept. But... Do you think it felt more like that because you'd had such fast labors beforehand and you sort of expected it to be fast? Because some people, yeah. their labors take like 24 hours and the midwife would be there for flipping for ages. ages. Yeah. Well, the thing is when that happens too often, midwives leave and come back. Oh, okay. Um, as a doula, I've stayed for that mm. amount of time and I've had to change like my contract to be like, after 16 hours, I need to go and have a nap and then I'll come back right. <laughs> um, because I've I've exhausted myself doing that before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and because it was the middle of the frigging night, I was like, oh, I've interrupted all these people's sleep and nothing is happening. Um, but I think you're right. I The other thing was 
because I've got quite stretchy ligaments and everything. Mm. But she kind of kept sort of saying to me, well, maybe baby's in just like a funny position. And I was like, I can see why she's thinking that because of all the stop-start yeah. labor for the last few weeks and everything. But generally when I'm in labor myself, babies flip. They just, because I'm so stretchy, mm. the contractions, they just turn really fast, mm. um, which did happen this time. But she was sort of like, oh, maybe you just want to lie in this position and try this and run around. Anyway, finally, it, like, yeah, it's like 3.30 and she's like, look, we're going to, if you're happy, we will go and we'll come back in the morning because, um, you know, I think us being here is just putting pressure on you yeah. and that's not helping you. Mm. Um, and she's like, look, there is a chance that we won't get back in time and that, you know, we'd, and we'd rather, obviously, she said, obviously we'd rather not be, you know, racing back while you're pushing kind mm. of thing. Mm -hmm. But so I'm just telling you that, that there's potential for that to happen. Um, and I want you to understand that before we go kind of thing. And I was like, that's never going to bloody happen. And I was like, well, no, like we'll, we'll ring you. She, she was very good. Like she was like, look, if you ring me in 10 minutes and tell me to come back, then I will. Mm. Um, but it's just you're not progressing because of us. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So they all sort of packed up. They actually left all of their stuff. Like they'd oh, unpacked cool. all of the midwifery kit behind us here where we're sitting mm -hmm. on, on that board that's behind the, you know, TV cabinet. Yeah. There was just this big long line of medical supplies and, um, you know, uh, there were some tinctures and things from Blissful Herbs and all this sort of stuff. There was all over the place. And, you know, um, oxygen with a little baby mask and all oh. the other things sitting in the corner. And they're like, look, we're just going to leave it there because we're going to be back pretty soon. <laughs> um, and I was like, okay, whatever. Anyway, so I tried to sleep and I sort of had some naps on and off until like eight oh. in the morning. And at eight, I woke up and I was like, I have to get up. And I should mention that my photographer slept in the back room. <laughs> um, and, <clears throat> and James was like, oh, you're up. And I'm like, I have to get up. I'm getting in the shower. I was, I was like so pissed off by now, right? I'm like, so what's your labor doing at this point? You're still getting the contractions? Still eight minutely. So that was one thing. I was like woke up and I was like, they're still here. Thank fuck for that. I really did not want to wake up and have them be gone. And I kind of didn't really think they would be, especially because the midwife had said, "Yeah, I don't think it's a false start, mm -hmm. so you can relax. Because that was actually like really getting into my head as well. And then, um, and like the pre-labor served a purpose in that I was so ready yes. to meet this baby now. I was like, let's do this. Like there was, uh, like I was tired, but uh, by and large, I was like, yeah. Let's, let's do birth. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I kind of see why it's a function. Hmm. I love a, a natural inside, function. Yeah. While that's happening. That's right. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense, but mm. it was also very, very annoying. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I got up, I got in the shower. I got out of the shower and I could hear James and Ashley talking in the kitchen. And I was so mad. Oh, really? I was like, <sighs> you know... I don't even know how to explain it. I just felt like 
uh, in a weird way, I think I was like, I'm doing this super important thing. How dare you two be chatting? (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't like mad at them. I just felt really angry and and pissy and like, anyway, I'm going, James, James. And he couldn't hear me. And so by the time he did hear me, I was like, oh my God. You're well worked up. So annoyed (laughs) right now, especially because I'm still having these hectic contractions mm. that are, are decently spaced out and anyway he came in and I'm like look I'm you know I'm really sorry and I want you to apologize to her for me but could you ask Ashley just to go to the cafe around the corner I need to to just be on my own and get into my rhythm and I need her not to be here and I need there not to be conversation while this is happening <laughs> and he was like oh okay and he went out and he sort of said to her very nicely you know if you could just step out, she's just trying to get into her zone and mm. da, da, da. and she went up and got Maccas for breakfast. And yeah, she probably so had a lovely time. I think she did. <laughs> she was away from, you know, toddler responsibilities for a little while. And yeah. so it was all very nice. And um, so she went and did that and we were like, well, we'll ring you when we need you. And I was, mm. I was very like, can you just really apologize to her? Because I, I didn't want her to think I didn't want her here. But I just, I was so like, I just yeah. need to be on my own I need that and James came in after she left at around nine ish and was like because I'm still in the bathroom because I hid in my bathroom I was like I just I can't go and I tried to go into other parts of the house and I was like no there's people here I need to know yeah it was really I was very like um what I always describe to couples in classes I run as being like um uh you know like a dog or a cat and yeah, they go and hide, hide under the yeah when yeah. they when they have babies. Mm-hmm. So I was really in this like mammal brain at yeah. that point. Like I was like, I need it to be you know dark, and mm-hmm. I need to be on my own, and all the rest of it, right? So I was really that. Anyway, she left. She was very gracious about it, and after she left, everything really amped up. But James is like, oh, do you want me to call midwives now? And I was still like because I hadn't gained a, a solid rhythm yet, yeah. I was like, I said to him, I think you should message them, mm-hmm. but I don't want you to tell them to come until I've got a real rhythm going here. Mm. And so he contacted my primary midwife and she was like, apparently she was a bit on the fence about just coming right then. Mm. And she said to me the other day that she kind of thinks that was the time to come. Um in a way. Yeah. Um, if she was, you know, if there was a time to come. And then um, anyway, she she didn't. She waited another 20 minutes until he, he rang her um, because 20 minutes later I, I had really kicked off. Yeah. And the contractions are much more regular. I don't have a whole lot of good memory no, of what happened there. I just remember I was walking around like a lot. And then I uh, and then I knew she was on her way. Mm. And then the other midwife who actually lived a little closer, um, I don't know when she got called, but it was like prob- probably should have called her as well because she's a bit closer. <laughs> Um, oh, baby noises. Thank you very much, baby. She's just 
We're having a gassy moment. A baby gas. Just working so on a poo, Yeah. Oh, God knows. So many options for, for north and south gases. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I – but the bit that I do remember is that – and this is the thing about um, just physiological labor as well – is first stage, you sew in the zone mm. and sew in a rhythm and just doing your thing. And then transition happens and you get that hit of adrenaline and you're awake and you remember stuff. Yeah. So that's why I think I remember I remember being I don't like I don't remember in first age James was heating up the water in the in the mm-hmm. birth pool that had been set up and he was getting hot packs for me and he was doing all sorts of stuff. Can't remember any of it. Yep. But he was doing it. <laughs> I found that out because the water was warm when I got into it. So I was like, it must have just happened. (laughs) And I don't know how, but that's good. Um, Anyway, so I I just remember I was leaning over this couch that's next to us Mm. here because I was starting to feel contractions through my back. And I thought, if this kid is posterior by some miracle. Mm -hmm. um, You're going to be well, Cross? Yeah. Well, I was like, I'm going to move her. Mm. So I... I was doing a lot of um, asymmetry with my legs mm. and leaning over this this couch, which is quite low. Um, and my vocalizations changed from these breaths to actual noise. Mm. And I remember thinking, that's what happens when you reach transition slash second stage. Mm. And I remember thinking, that happened fast. Mm. And then I thought, I couldn't be in second stage. Like... But I'm showing that I am. Like it was just like it was almost like it was happening to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. and I was like, oh, okay. And that just gradually got more intense. I'd been rolling hacky sacks in my hands for mm. hours and hours and hours all night, and um, because they're supposed to stimulate oxytocin, mm. you know, rolling something firm in your hands. But also, it was like something for me to do and focus on. Mm. Um, and so that was really good. But I'm like. <laughs> I sort of, I remember I leaned over and I started crawling towards the pool from the couch. (laughs) And every time I have a contraction, they were getting much longer and much more intense, much more, you know, um, need for vocalization for the really, Mm. it's really funny. I remember that with Nadi, it was very woo. (laughs) And with this one, it was like, ah, like it was very, this ah noise that yeah. I was doing and I was like huh I wonder why it's different each time I feel like yeah. there must be a different part of my diaphragm that I'm using oh, or something be, yeah. yeah um so yeah I don't know if it was really I was just thinking about that, that is kind of cool though yeah I was like ooh, how interesting but you know but it was very intense it was much more intense for me than my last two babies really? and I think it was probably just because um it was shorter again, mm. you know, so it was packing a lot more into a smaller part of time and I just felt it much more intensely um, through my back than I had with the other two. Like I didn't feel oh. – I think I was aware of my back with the other two, but this mm. one I was like really – like I, I could feel contractions all the way through the front and all the way around the back and oh. I was like, they're everywhere, man. What's going on here? <laughs> And I was hammering these hacky sacks into the floor. Like I was like, bang, 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 <laughs> trying to get over it. And I was like, I need to start getting into the pool. Mm-hmm. And um, it was at this point, James is ringing the midwives. Mm. And uh, she was like, so my primary, she was like, oh, you know, um, I, can't, 
can't even remember when it happened exactly, but like James was still, yeah, he must have at this point while I'm banging into the ground, mm-hmm. still been running around trying to get jobs done. Like he was trying to organize oh. everything because <laughs> he wasn't there. And Ashley was taking photos because she'd come back mm. at that point. Like she walked in sort of right then, mm. about, about then. So um, she set up and, and started taking photos. Um, but but it was just me, really, because <laughs> because they weren't. She was sort of keeping her distance, which is I'd, good. Yeah. Well, yeah. which I'd sort of first of all indicated with everything I'd done that day so far, but also when I spoke to her, her when we were, you know, booking and everything, mm. that I just wanted her to be kind of fly on the wall. I didn't want her really yeah. right up him, which she was like, well, obviously, right? <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so she she was just like stand, hanging back and I wasn't aware of her at all. And James was running around the kitchen doing God knows what. I don't actually know. Um, and probably still putting hot water in the pool and everything. I don't bloody know. I was paying him no attention. But I was on my own. I remember feeling like, well, you know, I'm just doing this. But I remember thinking I've, I've got to get in the water. So I started basically crawling uh, across the floor to the pool. I I remember I dropped the hacky sacks and I took my watch off because I thought I don't want to kill my watch because it's a what is a Fitbit thing. Yeah. <laughs> like why did I take that? Anyway, had the presence of mind to take my stupid watch off, and I put my hands in the water to kind of distract myself. Mm. So I was splashing in this water, and I'd put them in there as well to make sure that it wasn't going to be bloody freezing when I yeah. tried to get in. Um, and I'm still dressed. Like I had, <laughs> I had nice clothes on too. Like. <laughs> You know, because part of my thing was I want to be dressed, you know, sort of beautifully for this experience. So I had like, I had these um, pants that my mum had bought me that were really lovely and I had my beautiful robe on and stuff. Anyway, I was like, ooh, okay. So I've got my hands in the water. I've started trying to get undressed and James came past and I was like, I'm going to need you to like take my pants off and stuff. So he starts doing that. And then he walked into the kitchen, or it might have been the other way around, but he was in the kitchen and I felt her hit my pelvic floor. And I was like, I was still obviously moaning and groaning up to this Mm. point. So I knew I was in second stage. I was like, that's fine. I can totally (laughs) see that. This baby's coming quite soon. Yeah. And, but I don't know if James really understood that. Um, At least not properly. Yeah. And so, so he kind of. He was like, ooh. When I'm like, okay, I think I turned to him and I, I said, James, like that. And he was, you know, fucking around in the kitchen or whatever he was doing. And so he looked over and he's like, ooh. And I was like, there's a baby. I can feel a baby. And he was um, and he was like, ooh. So he rang the midwife and she's like, yeah. So from what I'm hearing in the background there, um, I'm going to hurry, but I reckon the baby's going to get there before I do. <laughs> so you're going to need to ring an ambulance just in case. Um, go and open the front door and just, you know, just be prepared for the fact that you might be catching this baby, James. And he was <laughs> like, oh. Anyway, but he said that once she said that, he was like, well, I'm doing it now. So yeah. <laughs> I just have to get my... Um, my shit together basically and just just do it yeah because he was like he was saying how 
nervous he was about the idea that he was going to have to have to do something like that mm. without their support. He was at, like we'd already talked about him potentially catching her. Yeah. Um but with midwife support. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, someone um, there going now put your hand here. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, we'll <laughs> just move your hand for you. Yeah, yeah all Make of sure that. you catch this part. Hook under the arm. <laughs> yeah, all the rest. And he was but he was like, "Okay, well, um it was actually I think really good for him because he was now put in this position of super involvement and responsibility mm. um probably in a way that he's never been before yeah and he actually seems different to me since this experience really? yeah because that's awesome you know yeah like you know I said to him some things that are really significant changing motivating Mm. parts of your life go for ages and yeah. they're like these really long periods of time that you learn heaps and you and you become this different human but some of them are fleeting moments that are so significant yeah. that that that's and that's what this was it was so fast yeah um but it's really he he seems really different to me after this in a very good way um but basically he threw a phone at Ashley <laughs> And said, call call paramedics. And she did. Yep. And so she's still taking photos and she's on the phone to the ambulance at the same time. And um, Quite a skill. Yeah, she was doing an amazing job. Um, but, yeah, they were, they were, you know, talking to her about how, what was going on and trying to get all the information and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like tuning it out. I wasn't even. Yeah. And the midwife, she got James to put her on speaker so she could talk to me and I wasn't listening to her either, to be honest. I was, by now, these contractions were, you know how I said earlier that like the minutely ones I'd sort of worked mm-hmm. on and I was good at them? Yeah. These must have been going for two minutes, I reckon. Oh. And so I was like, whoa, these are really long and really strong and really intense and I just need to work on that mm. and and I was so loud by then <laughs> yep I was like I've just letting myself go yes there's no children to wake and there's nothing like mind you it was like this is 10 o'clock so they wouldn't have been asleep anyway but there's nothing there's no one to disturb yes so you're in your own space you don't have to worry totally about anything totally fine yep. yes and make as much noise as you want that's correct and um Anyway, I, I got in the water and I I took my underwear off. I think they were the only thing that was left on. Um, and, yeah, I was just – these really full-on contractions and I could really feel her dropping. And she – I like, I just knew – like, and by the way, my waters had not broken up to this Which point. Which is crazy, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> and I could feel them bulging as she's coming. So I could feel that waters felt sack. so intense like that. Oh my god, it was like a <laughs> balloon and but I could feel her too. Mm. And anyway, I had this really glorious big contraction <laughs> and she did that proper like sink and then yep. go back thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we got one more. That's yeah. all we've got. That's all, you know, until we're getting the and it was the next one was the last one and it was very full on Mm -hmm. and very very long by my count and I uh really strained my voice on that one later on in the day (laughs) I was like my voice is a little sore (laughs) from all that and um anyway she came her head came with that one um but she was still 
she was still in the sack at that point. That's crazy. Yeah. And Ashley's like trying frantically to take photos, but she's you know, on the phone amazing. being like, yeah, but she's also on the phone being like, okay, we have a head, you know. And I think, you know, my, my midwife could hear me mm. on the phone. She could hear the whole thing. So she was like, oh, okay, yep. <laughs> and James is like, oh, yes, there she is. Oh, my gosh. And um, anyway, he was standing behind me to my right, I think, according to the photos. And um, and he's like got hands in the water. He's just waiting yeah. for this next one. And it was. It was the next, obviously, next contraction. The rest of her just came and I felt my waters go as her feet came out basically like I, I felt sort of the That's movement crazy that was pretty hectic I was like oh my god <laughs> it's like and to be fair my waters are broken in second stage the last two mm. times as well but this was like almost, she was almost after yeah, that she was almost born in call yeah call yeah on call yeah she was well she sort of was until yeah. the last second um Anyway, James pulled her out of the water. He did a magnificent job of catching her. I think that's probably the most defining uh, moment for him. Yes. He, he was very proud of himself. That's magical, isn't it? But, yeah, it was pretty amazing. And um, uh, Ashley had a bit of a stress moment, I think, because she was wrapped in this cord so many times. And our second baby was too. Mm. And I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that I have long cords and – uh, I do so much positioning in pregnancy and the babies fight me on it. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm trying to flip them one way and then they wrap around the other. And um, there's like kind of a reasonable percentage of babies that are born with a nuchal cord or, yeah. you know, wrapped up in it a bit. Um, and she also had a big chunk of sack still on her face. Oh, okay. So Ashley kind of freaked out a little bit and pulled it off. And then James quickly did this unwrap of the cord thing. And yeah. Ashley sort of said, oh, my God you know, she's not crying for a second. Mm. And literally, as she said that, this kid's let out the most enormous cry of oh, thank goodness. my life. She said it and I actually didn't feel stressed because mm. I was, I, li- I remember thinking, give her a sec. Yeah, they can she take. Just come yeah. out of the water. Like, <laughs> she doesn't even know she's been born yet. James reckons she was still asleep pretty yeah. much. Um, which also, so was our second baby when she was born. Took oh, a few really? minutes for her to realize that because she was born in the water. Yeah. Um. It took it took a minute for us to like sort of give a bit of air on her face for her to be like, hang on, yeah. uh, what? <laughs> what is this system? <laughs> so she was out and you know everything. Anyway, she she's the loudest baby I've had. Really? I was like, she was so loud. She was like, here I am, and I'm very <laughs> cross. Whereas like my other two kind of cried a little bit and then they settled. Yeah, it took a while for her to be like, oh, really? Right. Yeah. And um, I had to kind of – it was very graceful um, because she was so wrapped in this cord. Mm. I could feel James had to sort of pull her up and then I had to stand up Oh, to, yeah. so that he could pull her out of the water and unwrap her. Mm. And I had to sort of put my foot on the edge of the pool. So I'm in this sort of graceful. very r- romantic <laughs> position. And then he passed her up under my leg and I, I had her and I remember saying, oh, my baby, oh, my baby. And I was so relieved because I was like, yes, I'm not doing that anymore. You did it. Oh, my God. I'm so – like, I was so happy. And then my um, – the paramedics walked in a couple of minutes later <laughs> and they were like, hello. And one of them you could kind of tell was a bit um, uh, stunned, I guess. And I think she thought I had had a – planned unattended 
home birth. Oh, okay. And she was very judgy of that, I think. Mm. Um, she wasn't overly loud about that, but she was like, so is that what this is? And I was, and James is like, no, we have midwives coming. It's just, they haven't made it on time. Um, and anyway, so, and the other, other paramedic, you could tell she was really into it. You know, she was really into physiological birth and home mm. birth and she wanted to know everything and she had lots of questions for me and da, da, da. Anyway, they're like, okay, so do like, cause I'm in the pool too. They can't really do much except they, you know, took mm. my blood pressure and they did my temperature and the baby's temperature and I'm now sitting down in the water and I wouldn't have wanted that. To be honest, no. I'm like, just, you just can leave me go alone, now. Mate. Yeah. Well, We're it was okay. very much go. like almost that. Like it was actually kind of like because one of them was so fascinated. You know, yeah, I was, like, you don't you know, be mean, around. but yeah. She was nice. It was fine. I, I wasn't even concentrating on them. They were all – everyone was covering me with these warm towels out of the dryer. Which sounds lovely. It was. It was I love nice. the warm towels they give you after you give a baby. Have a baby. Have a baby. And you're like, like, oh, oh this has been an incubator yeah. or something. <laughs> Oh. Really cozy. <laughs> well, yeah, and we had the we had the dryer going. So, but yeah, I just um, I I really didn't even pay them much attention. But they were like, "Did you want us to do anything with the cord?" And I was like, "No, I'm good. We're we're gonna have a physiological third stage. I'm just gonna wait for my midwife, and then we'll, unless something happens in the meantime." And the water was so clear, like I'd lost like yeah. almost no blood. They just were like, "Okay," and then they're like, "Did you want us to like?" do anything like did you want um I think they asked me a few things do you want this do you want that and we're just like no we're good and then they're like and we assume you don't want to like go to hospital and we were like nah it's fine thanks (laughs) and so they were like okay well we'll just hang around till your midwives get here I guess and then I think 10 minutes later my the the um second um secondary I guess midwife although she was just as important as the other walked in and it was about then that I was sort of thinking of getting out of the pool. Mm. So I've been sitting there for a while and I was like, it's starting to get a bit cold and I don't want the baby to get cold and blah, blah, blah. So I, she walked in and helped me get up and the paramedics helped me get out of the mm. pool. So do you leave the cord attached to the baby that whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And they had said to me like, you know, did you want us to cut it after it stopped pulsating? And I was like, well, no, because we're more likely to achieve a physiological if it's still attached. Oh, if it's still attached to baby as well. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually didn't either until um, um, a midwife told me that oh, cool. that was the case. Okay. And it was because I was saying to her, it was when I was still thinking of birthing in the hospital. I really liked this one. She was like, just make sure you tell them not to cut the cord until mm. after the placenta is born because it's going to make it a lot easier for you. And because I'd been discussing that that's what I wanted. Yeah. The, and she was you know, giving me tips. There's some really good midwives. There. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That's just the thing. It's just. And I think, yeah. to be honest, compared to when we had our first, I think they're getting better. A lot of them. Oh yeah. Like the good ones are getting really good. There's still some <laughs> average ones in there, but. Yeah. Well, that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm. I've never. Um, by and large, I don't have any uh, qualms about midwives. Mm. Um, you know, I have very high opinions of midwives in general. Um, but, I mean, of course, there's always a few interesting ones yes. in the mix. In every um, profession. My, my <laughs> issue is more with with the hospital system around birth. And the birth policies, yeah. And the policies. It's not about actual midwifery-led care because generally 
that's pretty pretty rocking. Yeah. Um, but you know, anyway, so they helped me up, and as I stood up, I was like, something sort of shifted, mm-hmm. and I sort of said, uh, okay, so I think the placenta might be sort of starting to shift. Mm. It was only like fifteen minutes later, or no, half an hour, I reckon, after she was out, and they said, and and Claire basically, that's my midwife, she mm. just said, oh, okay, and she grabbed a bucket, <laughs> and I just stood up. I got they covered mm. me in more towels. I'm still holding my baby, and she's on the boob at mm. this point. So I'm breastfeeding this baby, standing up, and she's got a bucket between my legs. I'm just standing up in my cool. living room while this is all going on, and. She put what I would describe as actual gentle traction. That's what they yeah. call it. Um, because I couldn't really feel it. Yes. And I had gravity on this situation as mm-hmm. well because I'm standing up. And she was just like, okay, well, when you start feeling some contractions, you just give a little push. And I, and so I did. Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point I was like, it probably only took like, you know, a few minutes, mm-hmm. like three to five minutes to get this placenta moving. But after a sort of you know, two and a half, if, if it was three minutes. I was like, oh, God, Claire, is this almost over? <laughs> I want to get this bit over with so I could sit down. Anyway, and she was like, oh, I mean, not yet, but just, you know, keep going with what you're doing. And um, I'm sure she wanted to laugh at me. I would have. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I felt it go. And then I said to them, yeah, it's gone now. And then the next one, I just basically, it just came and, went into the bucket and that's it and it was perfectly intact and was all totally fine and she checked it and that paramedic Mm. was so fascinated she wanted to look at the placenta and she wanted to they are pretty crazy the first time you see them you're like ew i can't believe that's it so many placentas in my life these days (laughs) you know the woman next door she's in her 80s i think Mm. and she asked me recently what i did with my placenta and i told her and then she said it's just interesting because, and she has kids. Mm-hmm. She said, I've never seen one, so I don't. Yeah, they used to hide that stuff away. Yeah, that's right. And and she's like, so I'm just kind of interested, to be honest. And I was like, wow, I've seen so many. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy um, how it changes like that mm-hmm. as well. I was like, oh, that's so fascinating. And did you bleed much after the placenta came nah, out? it wasn't very much at all because awesome. after that went – they let me lie down on my couch. They put towels down and mm. I just lay down on my couch with my baby and it was very comfortable. And I remember at one point I put my head back and like mm. closed my eyes and was like, oh, and they were all like, oh, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, I'm just tired and I'm just enjoying the fact that I don't have to be pregnant anymore for a second. <laughs> and um, yeah, but no, I didn't, ha- I didn't have much blood loss. I had a little bit of blood that went on the towels, but it was very, very minimal. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was pretty impressed with mm. that. And I think probably for me having like obviously this doesn't apply to everybody, but for me mm. having been left alone had a little bit like it was kind of perfect that she walked in then to do the placenta, which was yeah. the bit I was most stressed about. Yeah. Um because I yeah, I was like I feel like I I just felt like doing it that way just worked way better with with for me. Like I just, I really needed it to, to happen physiologically and it's shown a lot of benefits in, in my ability to bounce back and everything else. Um, but I just, well, bounce back, whatever you want to call it. Mm. But I just, yeah, it, it kind of, um, yeah, I don't, I think my body was just 
set up to just do it that way and just, you know, having people fiddle with me just didn't work for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then, I don't know, I just had a big boob feed with this baby and finally gave her to her dad for a cuddle and they're like, you want a shower? And I got to have a shower in my own shower. Oh, which would have been glorious. Yes, it was pretty nice. Because those showers at the hospital are so open yes and you just you just want to be warm and cozy in your own shower yeah that's right because it's like a a hospital shower that's built for people who need, need access and, stuff. and yeah. yeah whereas you just sort of want to feel i just want to be able to have a shower and be normal yeah yeah, yeah. you don't want to feel too open and vulnerable in that. yeah it's just just no just no <laughs> it was very that and then um yeah, so, and then it was all the other good stuff. Like, then I got to just get dressed in my clothes and come back out and sit down and the midwives stayed for a couple of hours and did paperwork, got all their stuff out of the way and gave us our paperwork and all that kind of crap. And then we got to go to bed. Like, we, we got to, went to bed in our bed with our baby and the other kids weren't here still, so... We had this kind of quiet time, which was really lovely. And yeah, so it would have been so nice. Oh, it was really good. And then we had Chinese food. And that was that was good too. So we ate Chinese food in bed. Smashing good day. With our baby. <laughs> I had such a good day. Um, and obviously then we rang everyone to let them know and did all the things. And um, yeah, it was really um, – I must say I was in shock because we had another girl. You know, like I mm-hmm. saw straight away when she was born that she was a girl. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have three girls. <laughs> And I remember when she was born, her name popped into my head straight away when I first yeah. saw her. And as I was saying to you before, I only had boys' names picked yeah. out really. That's why I thought she was a boy because I was like, well, I'm not really that drawn to any girls' names. I had a list, but they, yeah. I was like, yeah. But then when I saw her, I was like, oh. Like it just, it was like it exploded in my head, this name. And I was like, oh, I guess that's her name. <laughs> and I spent many hours thereafter being like, I just... I hope I've picked the right one. I know. It's always a thing, isn't it? You're yeah. Like, Is that her? Yeah. Is like she it, that person? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And, but James was like, oh, actually, that's the name I was sort of thinking of too. And then it took us a while to pick a middle name. Um, but he, he always seems to end up sort of picking the middle name in a way. That's fair. If you pick the first name. Yeah. Well, he just, he always has one that he really likes. And then uh, I'm always like, okay, well, how about we just go with that then? Yeah. If you really like it. And he's like, oh. So it's happened like every time somehow. Um, that's nice. I like that. But yeah, that's that's how we picked her name too. We were all tucked up in bed eating our Chinese food and picking her name. And it was That good. sounds so lovely and almost yeah. romantic. It was. You it know, was very just a romantic. Really beautiful moment. Yeah. I mean, she was awake all that bloody night, but that's okay. You know, she <laughs> wanted to feed all bloody night. But then the second night, you know, everyone always says the second night's worst, but I always have a bad first night. Mm. So... Second night, she, she, you know, did some more sleep in, oh, in more chunks and I still had to feed her, but it was, you know, it was less. So, and we've pretty much been doing that since then. Because oh, she's, uh, I'll just feed all the time. I'm awake, I'm conscious, let's feed. Why aren't we, why am I not eating right now? It's oh. kind of weird. <laughs> I do not miss those days. No, all. they're pretty intense in that way, but mm, yeah. Okay, there you go. I think that's that's the birth. I had a question mm. about the home birth and while you were doing it, mm. was there any point at which you panicked and thought, I don't have a handle on this? Like, mm. That's a good question. 
you know, because I, I, I just I worry that I would get to this point and just go, actually, no, what am I doing? <laughs> this isn't, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, if you did, how did you manage it? Um, I do remember when I started feeling everything through my back. Mm. I think I thought. You know, I hope I don't need to have um, or not need to have. I hope that um, if I want to ask for for water injections, mm-hmm. which I was never going to bloody need, but I just had this thought of that, um, that the midwives will get here to, to sort that out because yeah. they weren't there at the time. So I was like, ah. So what sort um, of pain relief can you have with them? Is that? Well, they could probably do water injections because it's sterile water. It's mm. not like, you know. Um I think I think some home birth midwives have gas stuff, but I don't. That, that wasn't a thing mm. really. Um, it's all the kind of stuff um, that that I teach people, I guess. Like it's all sort of non medical. Yeah. So it's yeah, all the you know yeah it's all sort of massage and um, hot packs and mm. um, hypnobirthing stuff and. Yeah, all, all that sort of thing. Because mm. um, I know in the hospital, yeah. you can particularly when you hit transition, you can have this panic. Yeah. And I just wondered if that if you got that and if that felt really different being a home birth, if it was more panicky because you're mm. not in the hospital or you felt more relaxed. Because well, see, I was more scared of the hospital than anything. Yeah. So I didn't feel panicked about that because it wasn't like I ever really thought – that was going to be my safe space. Yes. So my yeah. safe space was where I was. That's a fair point. So, um, and I would have been more likely to find the ambulance turning up more comforting, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, if if something had happened that mm. was drastic, um, I think I would have been like, oh, I'm in good hands now. Yeah. And like, you know, if they needed to shift me to a hospital, that would have been part of that process, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh. No, I think, uh, look, I, I think um, a lot of the thing about um, sort of the hypnobirthing type techniques and everything and all mm-hmm. the meditation and all the stuff that I did in the lead up, um, the reason it makes so much difference to me, I suppose, is that I really uh, ingrained these messages into my head yeah. that, um, uh, that, I, that it's not stronger than me. Mm. Because it is me. That's mm-hmm. a big, you know, kind of cliche in the birth world, but that's what it is. Mm. Um, and certainly when I hit transition, I had a little moment of like stress and uh, adrenaline. Yeah. Um, and I thought, and I, ha- I think I had that moment of like, oh crap, I can't do this anymore. Because that's what I've had every time, and everybody yeah. gets it right. Yeah. Um, but okay. for me, I've it's, had enough of this now. Yeah, that's right. I'm kind of, I'm good. Yeah. No, you know, <laughs> Take I'm ready away. for this to be over. Um, which again is on purpose. You mm. know, let's nature being like, you're gonna want to get this kid out. So you know, you're not gonna actually back down from it because you're gonna be like, I'm really done now, though. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't. I think I. I remember that. Um, Every now and again, throughout the labor, little messages and things that I had really programmed into my head mm. would pop up. 
Um, some of it was, yeah, well, some of it was affirmations. Um, probably around that time I had, um, so Lainey Pedley is a, uh, acupuncturist and she's a childbirth educator on the Mornington Peninsula. And I've worked with her a few times over the last few years, but she also did acupuncture for me in the last few weeks of my pregnancy. And she, uh, she had like a, oh, excuse me. There we go. Sorry, everyone. Um, she had a um, a meditation mm. that I have on my computer um, that she gave me a few years back and <clears throat> as part of her classes. Anyway, and she uh, – there's this bit in it where she says with real feeling something about, you know, at this point maintain – she's like absolute trust in what – in the process and mm. in your ability to do this and stuff. And I just had it kind of pop up in my head in her voice I might add <laughs> wasn't in my voice or anything like I was really like Lainey I could hear her in my head and she has this meditative voice you know and um and it was just little little um drops in like that yeah that um I was like it's okay I can actually keep moving with this and keep trusting mm. this um and it's kind of a bit of a, a kind of counterintuitive thing, I guess, because um, once once you stop trusting it, it becomes harder. Yeah. So even though it's like hard, it's better to double down on the trust than to go the other way. To abandon it. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's kind of where my brain was at that point. Yeah. I was like, ah, no, I need to just absolutely... Um, go with the fact that this is supposed to be and it really it really helps to be like this is second stage I have identified it this is transition I see what's going on here I can feel a head on my pelvic floor that's supposed to happen like it wasn't like yes I it's like it must I can't imagine how terrifying and locked up you must become mm-hmm. A pelvic floor must just go like rigid mm. if you're not expecting it or you didn't, you know, I just can't, I don't know. Yeah. I think with that first one, you sort of get, well, if you haven't yeah. had that education, you're like, what is this? This what feels worse than before. I don't like it. Yeah. Whereas by the third, you're like, oh yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I know that one. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. I found you. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, baby. This is what we're doing. Yep. Let's cool. Got it. Get out. <laughs> anyway, she's very cute. So. She is totally adorable and she looks so similar to your other two. I know. It's kind of when she was born she looked like my first one. Yeah. She was Heaps. she <laughs> they both hit my pelvic floor like a rocket. Although the first one it was because I was doing active pushing. Yeah. And the with the subsequent two I just let them come. Mm-hmm. Um but Which she's feels still so much better. Oh bloody oath. Yeah. <laughs> so much better. Um but yeah, she still because she was so quick. Mm. She so the, both my first and my third were quite swollen. Yeah, because they were like bam, and then I mean, having said that, I had I had to have stitches and things with my first one because of the active, you know, effort of pushing. Mm. Whereas I ha- I didn't with either of my other two. So it just goes to show active pushing not so useful. I feel well, at least not no. for me in that situation. But, yeah, um, I didn't. Nah. Just the, the letting you come and breathe and just mm. that's it. It worked for me. Um, of course, I wasn't in any sort of emergency or anything like that yeah, either. It's, 
It's a different situation. Um, yeah, so. that's right. But having said that, she swelled up and looked like the first one. <laughs> <laughs> now she apparently looks more like my second one. So I think so, yeah. yeah. I can see the second one. Yes. I mean, she looks like both, but... She's more tanned like my first one. Yes. First one with her little olive complexion and then got my pale one in the middle and now I've got another olive one. So, you know, European genes. Mm. They're not my genes, so... <laughs> I'm like, oh well. See, the the well, the middle one is the pasty one. <laughs> got my <laughs> got my vibes, but you know. Um. So, yeah. how do you feel about giving birth again? Do you think that you will? Oh, or you're nah, done. I think we're good. Apart from the fact <laughs> that I really had lined it up in my like. I mean, I suppose accidents happen, mm-hmm. but um, barring that sort of thing, you know, that's why I I don't want to ever say never say never in your life because yeah. that's when life will come and like yeah, it does. Bite you in the ass. God likes to laugh at those things. That's and then exactly give you right. Child. Yeah. <laughs> the universe will be like, oh, she thinks she's not having another one. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to jump in and fix that up. Um, <laughs> but um, no, so I wouldn't say, you know, I 100% know because you never do mm. in life. But I planned to just, I always wanted three. I've had three. Um, that pregnancy was probably, as we said, the longest and most mm. strenuous on yeah. me. Um, and I don't, I really just want to start, um, I mean, I, I just really feel like I'm moving into a different part of my life now where I just want to enjoy my children. Yeah. Um, and enjoy my relationship Yeah. with my partner and, and do fun things and just, and, you know, I'm still studying and I'm, I'm moving into that sort of, this is, I feel like there's like a new chapter almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that that three kind of brought me to that and like mm. the way it's changed me and the way it's changed now my husband and um and our dynamic and everything like you've always said three is the sweet spot and I <laughs> I kind of feel like it is a bit for us too in that it's brought us to this sort of new place that we can um springboard off yeah um so it kind of feels right in that way. Yeah, that's and I, awesome. You know, and having said that, also at the end of this birth, I was like, I'm not doing this again. Mm. Thanks very much. <laughs> I remember when when my second was born. I remember thinking at the end, I don't have to do this again if I don't want to. Like I remember thinking, yeah, and that that thought kind of got me through crowning. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, I'm like, no. <laughs> and also, my husband doesn't really like. You know, getting to a place where he was happy to have a third was um, a bit of emotional development for him. Yeah. So I don't think me going, oh, let's have a fourth would really work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, also they, they all fit in, into um, uh, one room at the moment if I have three. Yes, one room, one car. That's right, one car. All yeah. the rest of it, all the logistics of it makes sense as well. Yes, three. Of course. Skipping up to four is a big commitment. It is a big commitment. Of course, all the logistics of two are very well set up as well, but oh yes, but I don't. But I wanted sorry, <laughs> I just did. <laughs> I wanted a slightly a, 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 an almost big family. Yes, yeah, that's just feels right. So that was good. That's it wonderful. Was. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And Thank I'm you sure that listening. everyone agrees with me that you're an absolute superstar. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only thing is that I would I want to I guess finish on is um you know 
this friend of mine who who's having her first, she keeps sort of talking about how um, how my 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 birth experiences are these kind of sort of almost um, I don't know, just these really sort of lovely stories and sort of almost yes. fairy tale esque. Yep, the unicorn birth. Yeah, <laughs> and even though, like. Sometimes people kind of implied that that's because I just lucked into it. And I kind of feel like, no, I had to work pretty hard to, mm. to make those things happen. But um, more than that, it's it's just that I don't think I'm alone. Like I'm not no. the only person around who's had positive births and has been able to um, – I mean, you can never – you can never control by virtue of the total nature of birth. You can't control what it is and what it's yeah. like and what happens, but which is really hard for people to get their head around because mm. we love to be in control as a, as a society. Yes. People just, it's the way things are. It's a very masculine approach to things. Mm. It's just, you, you make a plan and you stick to the plan and that's yep. how it works. And mm-hmm. that's why people don't understand birth plans as a concept because they're like, well, you, but you can't control it. But I mean, that's not the point of that, but um, it just, I feel like it's good for people to know that, you know, positive birth is totally possible. Yeah. Even if it doesn't, that doesn't have to look like what mine did. No. But, you know, um, people are able to have a good experience of their birth. Mm. Um, and it, and it's not because, you know, and it's not just like the people who have good experiences, it's just because they lucked it out. No, and I think too that maybe some people would be under a misconception that you lucked out because your labours are quick, Oh, which is not actually the case. Having a fast labour is intense and painful. And And so in that case, do you know what I mean? And possibly quite scary in in that. Yeah. So I think that there's, uh, you know, a bit of misconception about that too with you. That's totally true. That's not an easy part of your birth. You haven't lucked out with that at all. No, it was... Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, pretty full on in, yeah. in some ways, but um, but it worked for me. I don't know. Yeah, just... and just because, like, if you had a longer labour, if someone has a longer labour, but they're still calm and that sort of thing. That's yeah, some still... people love to have a good long labour. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it's that's gradual. still a positive, Ooh, baby. you know. Yeah, that's you've right. You've still had a, a lovely unicorn birth too. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. I think it's more about your headspace mm. um, afterward than than anything else in yeah. terms of not what happens, but how you feel about what happens. Yeah. Um, and I just like that as an idea because, um, you know, I think it's good to share positive birth stories and realize that they're, they're totally possible for lots of people. You know, the bulk of birth, I think should be, sorry, she's drinking too quickly. Um, the bulk of birth, I think should be, a um, should be positive because yeah. really the the amount of births that actually um things go wrong in it, it's actually a smaller percentage these days than than the percentage that things don't go wrong in yeah. really um but sometimes the that's not what it looks like um on the surface you know hmm. people can look at it and go everything's scary but it's not always yes yeah. i think yeah i think to the acceptance that so long as you feel okay about what happened exactly yeah do you know then yeah 
if that's a po- like that's a that's a that win. Be, yeah, that's you right. Know, yeah. That's a positive birth experience. And not just because you think you should feel good about it, mm. but because you, you actually, actually do. do and you had some input into what happened. Because mm-hmm. our third yeah. births were to- totally opposite. Oh yeah, of course. I went to the hospital, I was induced, I had an epidural. All the rest of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I feel awesome about that birth. That's and right. you feel awesome about yours. So exactly. positive. And that is the point. That is the yeah, point. Yeah, that yes. is the friggin' point. Oh, sorry. My baby's just choking on breast milk. Excuse me, everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that's that's my takeaway as well. So that, you know, it's, it's possible mm. and good. And um, yeah, but no, I do feel very fortunate and very um, happy and... Now I have a sweet little baby. You do. You're a very sweet little baby. Yeah, and she grew like a lot mm. <laughs> in like a week and yeah. – no, two weeks. Yeah. That was a very fast two weeks. I know. It's sped past. Mm. It just, she just, yeah, exploded. I feel like you've given a really good insight too into home birth because a lot of people don't know much about it and don't bother looking into it because they're like, mm, that just wouldn't be for me. But mm. I don't know, like – I think COVID helped. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more people birthing at home since this whole COVID thing. But um, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm very... I think it's good to hear a positive experience and the ins and outs of it. Yeah. It's, it's much more normal than you might, than some people might think. Yeah. You know, it's just... It's awesome if you to share that with everyone. Thank you. So I guess we better wrap up because yes. I've talked forever and you probably want to go home. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for joining me Abs. Yes. oh anytime <laughs> yeah um and thank you um uh, people listening for joining us yes. and um yeah we'll i guess yeah well we'll talk again soon yes <laughs> okay bye, bye. Thank you once again for joining me on Talks with the Feminine. If you would like to share your story, inquire about my programs, or reach out for any other reason at all, please contact me via my website, www.deepbluewellness.com.au or you can email me on annie at deepbluewellness.com.au.